Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Oh, I was watching a video today. This Australian comedy troupe had a video that went viral. And all the comments are Americans being like, why aren't you wearing masks? And they'll be like, because we don't have coronavirus anymore. Because <laughs> that's some old shit, you goofballs. <laughs> why are you still wearing masks? Yeah, what's wrong with you? Now, if, you don't, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go be mean to my indigenous people. Like we've always meant to be. Yep, there it is. Boom, 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 boom. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another phenomenal, devastating episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep, deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories. And we finally work to prove that Will I Am goes by the name Bill Me for short. That's right, Bill.me. That's Bill. <laughs> Do you get it? Because William is, it, Bill is short for William. Listen, all of these can't be winners. Sometimes you write down stuff about famous black people and you go, well, this week's going to be a stinker. But you know what? I'll be back next week and I'll try it again. <laughs> I'll figure it out eventually. I'll, I'll nail it. Listen, we're excited to be here, and by we're, I just mean me. I'm here alone, but I'm not going to be alone forever because my guest today, 
oh she's amazing she's a i i love her she's hilarious you guys know her from so many cool things you know her from a black lady sketch show hilarious show on hbo you know her from writing on ted lasso you know her from writing on the show that i i hold dear in my heart they allowed me to show up for a little while on it a, a show called bless this mess she's hilarious please give it up for my guest miss ashley nicole black everybody Hey, how are you? Man, who knows? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what day it is. Sure. <laughs> All I know is I'm still in my house. <laughs> Hell yeah. And and hey, you will be for the foreseeable future, huh? Yep. <laughs> how about that? <laughs> I remember, and I'm sure you have fond memories of this as well, that there was a point where we were all like, when this pandemic first started, we were like, it'll probably be done by like June. Oh, I remember two weeks when <laughs> yeah. we were working. They were like, listen, we're going to take a two week break from work. And I was uh-huh. like, I don't know what everyone's upset about. I could use a two week vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet relief. Nothing could go wrong with two weeks. It was like, nah, this is going to be our prison uh, maybe forever. Yeah, this is life now. Yeah. Well, if it's going to be life, I'm so pleased that at least in a small moment, of our uh, now much sadder lives, we get to unpack your conspiracy theory because you came to us with I uh, one that I'm super excited about because we haven't done a lot in this space. I'll, I'll be honest, it, it's sort of an untouched territory for this podcast. But you said, and I want to get this right, you said, my mama told me. Only white people get abducted by aliens. Yes. And I want to be clear, that's a fact. Okay. There may be conspiracy around how that happens. Sure. But it is a fact that only white people get abducted by aliens. Wow. That's that's true. Devastating, if true. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is exciting. Only white people. Tell me a little bit about where this fact for you comes from. The the we'll call it a fact if that's how you're gonna pre- premise this. But how, where does this fact come from for you? Where, where did you first come to believe this? Um, I have seen. You know, you always see like those old clips of like Maury or whatever, and it's the people who are saying they got abducted by aliens. Mm-hmm. And you only ever see white people saying that. You only ever see white people talking about aliens. And then I thought about it, and I'm like. Well, if I was an alien, think about it. Yep. If you were going to go somewhere you've never gone before, you're going to go to Italy or Spain or somewhere you've never <laughs> been. Okay. Think about. Wait, this yourself, is me or this is the alien? This is you. This is oh, you. Okay. I, I wasn't sure if you're like, if you're an alien, <laughs> you got to like, go to Italy. Italy. <laughs> you've got to try the spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, put yourself in the shoes of an alien. Yep. You're going to go somewhere you've never been before. What would you do? You would research that place and mm-hmm. find out what's the best restaurants, what's the best attractions, what's the coolest thing to see. Now, if you were an alien and you were researching Earth, all of the books, movies, podcasts, all the things we produced about ourselves mm. says that white people are the best and most normal. Wow. So who would you abduct to study humans other than Wow. Now this, okay, now and we we're starting hot. We're starting early. I love this. So what you're suggesting to me, and I think this is important, is that because and maybe you're saying this, that because white people in so many ways have led 
the control over our media, over our history, over the documentation of the what it means to be a human being on this earth, naturally, aliens in receiving information about where they're traveling to, if they needed a guidebook, it would be from the white purview. It would be from the white experience and subsequently would then go and be like, well, we got to abduct a, a good old fashioned white. That's that's like that's a mm, chef's kiss example of of America and, and really the world. Yes, I I am saying that they played themselves. <laughs> it's a centuries long playing of themselves that they have undergone. So is it a conspiracy? Yes, a lot of people got together to do a thing, but they didn't know they were doing it. Mm-hmm. In in manifesting their own supremacy for so long, they accidentally made themselves the perfect targets for alien abduction. Right. If I'm an alien coming to an Earth, I want the supreme being. If I'm going to kidnap one, I don't want some uh, second tier being. And y'all tricked a bunch of people into believing that they are, in fact, supreme, that the, the white supremacists of the world are, are selling that to both us and outer space. Yeah. Aliens yelped us. <laughs> <laughs> And white people had the best review. That's crazy that all these five-star reviews for white people are starting to come back to them. I love this. You brought up something that I think uh, it holds a, uh, certainly a dear spot in my heart. You said uh, Maury, the old Maury episodes <laughs> where they would have like alien abductions. And I don't even know if Maury does this anymore. I don't know if our listeners remember when Maury wasn't just doing pregnancy tests, but he used <laughs> to be, a, he had a diverse sort of platform of crazy people's previously. It used to be harder to get on TV, I think, just mm-hmm. in general. <laughs> and so you had to really, there were like two shows that you could get on if you weren't like an actor or someone who yeah. you know, would be on TV naturally. And so you had to really come up with a story to get yourself on TV. Yes. You know, I was, I, I'm glad you said that because I was watching an old Oprah clip around this subject, right? That Oprah was, you know, this was back before Oprah was a white savior and was just a lady like searching for shit to talk about on her show. (laughs) And she had like this one dude who was like on the show claiming to have had been abducted multiple times by aliens. And it was just her being like, now, you know, people going to say you're crazy, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it, Oprah. But you got to understand, they touched me. They made love to me. Like, all right. Okay. I guess this is an episode, Oprah. (laughs) I love it. Now, I feel like now Oprah would be like, let me hold your hands. Uh (laughs) How can we heal from this? Right. Let me kiss your sweet white hands. and, And I'll. I'll help you be a better person out in the world. And previously she was like, you sound real stupid to me, but we'll see what the fans think when you <laughs> we got to do the our... show every day. You know, they're not all going to be great. They can't, they can't all be winners. Sometimes you just write bill.me down and you go, Hey, <laughs> good enough. You know, I, I love that. At what point in your life do you feel like this was a, a discovery that you made? Was there ever a point where you thought alien abductions were a possibility for you yourself, a black woman? No, no, certainly not. I think like <laughs> this is this is going to get me in trouble on Twitter, but this is my opinion. Oh, I <laughs> assure you coming on this podcast will get you in trouble on Twitter. <laughs> Let's just focus on the important parts of this. <laughs> All opinions should be spoken loudly. Sure. Um. I have a lot of things to worry about in my day-to-day life mm-hmm. as a Black woman walking down the street. 
is that person going to be racist to me? Is that person going to be sexist to me? Is that person going to be sizes to me? Uh, can I trust that police officer? Something goes wrong with me. I just don't have time during the day to get to the worry of, will a creature from another planet yeah. come down and do something to me? <laughs> this planet is dangerous enough for me. Fair enough. And I feel like you have to be pretty safe here for you to be like, my fears are located elsewhere. <laughs> right. I don't need to worry about Invader Zim. I'm worried about Caucasian Tim. <laughs> uh, he is, in fact, a, a equal threat, if not a bigger one, based on everything that you're you're positing these aliens might do to me. Yeah. The, oh, an alien might come and like, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, an alien might come and uh and and poke at my skin. Oh, no. <laughs> Tim is sabotaging me at my job. Yeah. Like I have a more pressing concern. Tim keeps telling me I can't wear my hair the way I wear my hair. And uh, <laughs> I spent a lot of money on this. And also it, it makes me feel worse. So what do I do with that? That's a little worse than whatever the aliens can do. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So you never once believed that you personally could be abducted by aliens. Have you known anybody who's had an alien experience? No. No one in your life ever has ever been like, yo, I actually think I saw something. No. I do know people who, and I feel like it's become more acceptable to talk about because mm -hmm. I never did my whole life. But in the past couple of years, now I feel like people are like, I think there's a ghost in my house. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no one ever said it. And then like five years ago, it was like, let's just all admit that we think there's a ghost in our house. Right. And our here's here's where this gets fascinating. Are you one of those people that it that has admitted that, or are you just somebody who has been nearby when somebody else did? I'm the nearby person, but I am like willing to believe i'm willing to believe anyone that feels that they have experienced something mm -hmm. what you choose to name it is like a choice so one person might be like i saw a ghost and one person might be like i saw an alien and then one person who's been to therapy might be like i have fears yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have these looming experiences <laughs> of uh my dad being mean to me and it's it's taking shape in the form of like a I guess a humanoid thing, but it ain't yeah. <laughs> alien or spirit. It's just, no, I'm it's just up. mean daddy standing yes. at the end of my bed, haunting me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. I do think it's a careful dance that we have to do. And it's not even just some PC shit, but I do think it's a, an actual careful dance of being able to recognize that, that part of what people are experiencing, if it feels real to them, has a level of validity to it. It doesn't mean it has a truth to it, but it certainly has some validity, if you know what I'm, I'm saying. Yeah, they're dealing with something. Like, I remember one time, this is like not comparable, but it's kind of the same thing. I was having a hard time at work and I was like, everyone at work hates me. They are all trying to sabotage me. Everyone is out to get me. And my girlfriend was like, you're feeling anxiety. Like yeah. that's not a real thing. That's a hundred people at a workplace did not have a meeting and no. get together. <laughs> no, even the people at Ellen, there were some people that were like, I don't know. The bitch is cool. I'm chilling. <laughs> I don't talk to Ellen. <laughs> She's chill. It's fine. Like everybody can't hate you at a single place. It's just not possible to, like, you're, to your point. That's anxiety that makes us 
believe in extremely fictional things. And sometimes those fictional things manifest themselves into like an actual body, into an actual form that that feels even more scary, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, well, or maybe it's less scary. Like it might be less scary. The idea that um, a being that is, you don't know what it is and you're not related to it. And um, it's a stranger to you wishes you harm than to admit that this person in your life, if it's your dad or your abusive husband or whatever, wishes you harm. Like that's actually harder to deal with for some people, I'm sure. That's interesting. I never considered that. I've never, I, and to be honest, it makes perfect sense. I never considered the possibility that for someone who believes in aliens, that, that, uh, that body could be less scary than, or less hurtful than, you know, the idea of like somebody close to you being judgmental of you or malicious towards you or whatever it is. That's what I think QAnon is. Like, Mm. as weird and crazy as QAnon is, they are convinced that, like, Tom Hanks and a whole bunch of Hollywood celebrities are, like, stealing children and molesting them and drinking their blood. And Trump is the only one who can save these kids. And that's insane. But in real life, children are getting molested every day by dads and priests and soccer coaches. And it must be nice to, instead of having that anxiety about like, oh my God, my kid could get hurt by someone in my family who I care about. It's like, no, it's those bad people over there in Hollywood who I'll never meet. (laughs) As long as I keep my fucking kid away from Philadelphia, (laughs) he'll be fine. If Forrest Gump comes anywhere near my fucking baby, then he'll get raped. But as long as I keep him away from there, he'll he'll grow up to be a strong man. easily avoid Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hanks is a lot easier to get away from than... uh, (laughs) Than the person who you go to every day for uh, spiritual advice. (laughs) (laughs) God damn, that's devastating. I do, to that point, I do think that so much of what um, conspiracy theorists are buying into, myself included sometimes, is adding rationale to what is otherwise completely irrational shit right that like the world is so hard to compress into a consumable like meal it just it's almost impossible to make a meal out of everything that's happening in the world and it's easier to just be like oh that's some crazy way above us that we couldn't even possibly make sense of instead of being like it's actually pretty clear and simple right in front of us yeah also in that same vein, like if your own behavior is confusing to you, like mm. a lot of people who say they were abducted by aliens experience lost time. I've experienced lost time because I drank too much. That was a bad choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And instead of being like, I didn't make a bad choice, <laughs> someone came and took me. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Nobody doesn't. You didn't you didn't lose time. You blacked out in your truck. And then woke up an hour later. And yes, you're in a different location because sometimes <laughs> when we black out, we keep driving. We keep moving. Yeah. And, that's bad. <laughs> and in fact, you should be celebrating the fact that you managed to black out and not die from that experience <laughs> instead of sitting around being like aliens. Oh, no, they took my body. What am I going to do? <laughs> I love that. That's this. I, you're you're speaking a lot of important truths out in the in in this thing so no 
you don't believe black people have ever been abducted. You don't believe anybody outside of white community is. Do, do they mess with Asians at all? Do they ever <laughs> tinkle in some in a Mexican or two? Like, what, what are we doing? You said that I pictured an alien abducting like a light skinned Latina. that being like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, ma'am. I'm going to put you right back in your bed. <laughs> oh, mamacita. Uh, I'm <laughs> so sorry. Lo siento. This was you never our plan. To deal with. <laughs> We thought you were of the caucus region. We had no idea you were you were Latinx. Please get off our ship. <laughs> so no, you don't think they dabble at all? That they strictly stick to the the pure white meat. Although maybe as our media eventually becomes less racist mm. that they're consuming, maybe the aliens will become less racist as well. But I expect the light skins to get abducted first. So I think I'm going to be safe. For oh, goddamn. Uh, that's a big issue I... for me. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but uh, that's sort of my signature move. Um, <laughs> I do. I think it's interesting. The, the framing of what you just said as our media sort of becomes less racist, because I do think that that if we're following your train, right, of like white people have shaped our presentation of what the world is, which has been like largely white. And therefore it comes to reason that when aliens come to this earth, they would take white people. And so it makes me wonder if there is even like a, a want on the parts of the aliens to explore outside of the white space yet, or if they still have work to do in, in learning about white people, right? Alien abductions have existed for long, a long time, are they done working on white people and they're trying to advance to different groups? Are they still like figuring out what white toes do? That's, you know, <laughs> so fascinating that they, you know, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I wonder if it'll be like anything else. Like once they abduct their first black person, it's over for us. Sure. <laughs> like we were fucking up this whole time. <laughs> These ones are way more interesting and fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're like, look at them. Come on now. <laughs> Look at all this. This is cool. You see all this meat on her back? We got to study that. That's different. We've been fucking with Maybe all these. She'll cook for us. All these flat whites this whole time, and we need some of these thickums. I like this. Yeah, it is. I mean, this is so trash, but a lot of the story of alien abduction is like aliens being interested in their butts. And maybe mm -hmm. some people just want to feel like their butts are interesting. And. Hey, hold on. So that's how they get you. I think you're 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 bringing up something really important here because I do wonder. There is to your point. There's so much in the alien uh abduction space that really is sexual that like mm -hmm. quite a few of the alien abductions certainly that I've read about and seen are rooted in a a version of sexual interactions or sexual sort of experiences and it it kind of makes you wonder if how much of this is just a dude in a small town who wanted to try anal but wasn't ready to <laughs> to admit that and like you want somebody in your butt but you don't know how to tell people that so you go an alien touched it and uh, yeah, I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, everyone cool with that? Nobody, right. <laughs> nobody. So that would be cool. Okay. <laughs> what if it was Todd? <laughs> An alien visited me three times this week. What am I going to do? Oh, Lord. <laughs> it's like, nah, man, you just like ass play. Just be into ass play if that's what you're into. That's the thing. The more like humans oppress like certain behaviors and stuff like that, the more weird stuff humans have to come up with. 
Right. <laughs> like, like every single cult is a dude being like, God spoke to me and his message was that I should fuck a bunch of teenagers. Uh. <laughs> and it's like, I don't, God doesn't have to say that. Uh, the People Lord, already think that. <laughs> listen, I've talked to the Lord and he keeps saying, put your mouth on it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what his plan is. I just know he's talking to me and I need you to follow through on his wishes. It's like, man, that's what the internet is for. You can always find somebody. Dog. And that that truly is maybe at the core of everything that you're suggesting is is if in fact all of this is just repressed people finding excuses for their experiences through alien stories and shit. It's like, just find your group, man. Just go on the internet and find your community and you don't have to make up an alien story. You can just be happy. Yeah, you can just go to Comic-Con and do all kind of freaky stuff. I'm sure. I've never yeah. been, but that's what I imagine Comic-Con is. <laughs> <laughs> just nice people who found their group and playing each other's butts. I get it. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Okay, last question before we go to break. And I think this is an important one just for us to be able to like make sure. And it feels like it should have been an earlier question. But I think uh, just to to fully be clear. Do you believe in aliens? I do and I do not. Okay. I think if there were aliens, this is what I think they would be doing. Mm-hmm. If there are not aliens, then there's a whole other set of questions of why people are fantasizing their fears onto this fake thing that doesn't exist. Right. Which maybe I do feel like white people would. T- tell us years of these elaborate stories of how scary aliens are so that they can go to Mars and we don't go with them. You know, Elon Musk is trying to get to Mars. I feel like they're going to go to Mars and start an NBA that they can win. (laughs) (laughs) They have destroyed this planet and they are going to leave us here. They'll be like, no, no, no. Space is very scary. Aliens touch your butt and then they're going to all going to be gone and we're going to be left on this planet and it will be very hot here. Right. So so to your point, you think that there's a there's an element of the alien story that could just be trickery. This could just be a long con to make us uh, terrified of outer space and allow them to escape quietly from the planet uh, while we burn, while we drown and burn in our own shit. And honestly, probably overdone because black people like terrified to leave their city. So you really didn't have to tell us twice not to go to Mars. (laughs) Yeah, man, it's not, there aren't a lot of us really uh, tracking Elon Musk's like progress. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not keeping up with what he's been up to. I, I pretty much know I ain't fucking with that dude. Yeah, it gets retweeted into my feed. That's how I see what he's up to. Yeah, I don't trust any white man with a toupee. It just, some don't sit right in that whole spirit that like, look, there's too many cool, bald, white dudes with evil powers that that could be (laughs) your leader and example. Why are you so desperate to hold on to new hair? I don't like it. Yeah, especially anything that's like, I mean, Trump is the perfect example. If you're going to lie to me, lie to me good. Mm-hmm. There are good wigs out there, sir, that you could have put on your head. Yes. He did not have to commit so fully to that look. And I think ego and and sort of mania allowed him to keep saying, like, no, this is the way it has to be. Instead of being honest and just to your point, you know, it, it's just it, just find your community, man. 
just be honest about what you look like and what you're supposed to be. And instead he's like, no, I'm going to be the most handsome man in the world. <laughs> I, this wig will, I'll prove to people that this is the best. And it's like, <laughs> nobody's going to like the wig, Donnie. It's not happening. Meanwhile, Joe Biden got hair plugs. Sure. Looks great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a man I can trust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really leaned into being like, uh, barely their hair. I love that. It's like, <laughs> You can't even tell if Joe Biden has hair sometimes because he just it's all silver and it's it's just pulled back. It Yeah, you figured it out. Yep, knows how to wear a suit. That's all I'm asking for. Hell yeah. Got some new teeth. He looks great. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Joe, until you uh, fuck something up. But we love you for now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more Ashley Nicole Black and more My Mama Told Me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. And we are back. We're not going to let Joe Biden and Kamala Harris cut America's meat. That's that on that. That's that on that. Yeah, we're back here with more Ashley Nicole Black. More my mama told me. We're still talking about the possibility that aliens do, in fact, exist. And if they do exist, they only fuck with you, the white devil at home. 
And <laughs> <laughs> we're really trying to figure out why that is. Be, beyond the fact that they're sort of like fascinated with uh, white media or sort of like taken with the presentations of white media, do you think that there's something especially interesting for them about white people? Do you know what I mean? Like, what do you think? What do you think white people sold them on about their identities or bodies that really makes the white or the aliens go, we got to we got to poke at that? Well, I think white people have sold themselves as the norm, like Mm -hmm. the standard experience. So if you were going to study a group of dogs, you wouldn't pick like, (laughs) oh, like the weirdest or the smallest dog or the biggest dog. You would pick the most normal one and like learn about dogs starting here. And they've they've sold themselves that way. If I truly want to learn about uh, about dogs, I don't start with a pug. I start with a a golden retriever, a standard issue dog. (laughs) All right. I like that. Let's get into some of this research, because I do think that there's a fair amount of what you you've already theorized that I'll just I'll just start talking Feel free to jump in at any point to tell me, shut the fuck up. You don't agree. (laughs) Call me an idiot. I'm excited to see all of this play out. So to your point, most reported alien abductions come from the United States. Statistically, that's interesting. That is, in fact, true. And I do think it's especially interesting, given your theory on the idea that white people are sort of framing the conversation, because what country is better at sort of framing white people at the forefront than the United States, especially given the fact that we are such a diverse country that still tells mostly white history. Also, we tell the most stories, right? Like America makes most of the media. So it would be like, oh, now that like Nollywood is getting big, aliens will start going to Nigeria now that it's been introduced. Right. <laughs> yeah. That, they've been watching all these Nollywood movies and they're like, hey, we got to Hey, look, we saw what regular Iron Man is. Now we got to see what Nigerian (laughs) Iron Man is like. We got to figure that one out. I love that. Okay, so with that, this is where it gets interesting, is that the first official, uh, and this sort of challenges your your claim, and I, I hate to do this, but the first official claims of alien abductions actually came from people of color, that that the original like and these weren't the original alien abductions but certainly the ones that caught like international attention the first one actually came from this dude who was a brazilian farmer named antonio villas boas that was antonio boas was this dude out in brazil who claimed that while he was farming at night and he was farming at night because it was super hot during the day that these uh tiny little aliens these five foot Little aliens with tiny blue eyes uh, flew over the top of him, knocked him out, took him onto their spacecraft and probed him. And then he says that this beautiful red haired alien, something that uh, has now been sort of like uh, branded as a Pleiadian, uh, these this sort of beautiful humanoid woman with blue eyes made him have sex with her in order to create a human alien hybrid child. And then threw him off the ship, not threw him, but took him off the ship and left him to tell his story later. I mean, it 100 percent sounds like Antonio cheated on his wife. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Had to think fast. (laughs) Uh 
you cheated on your wife with a red-haired prostitute, and there was a tiny little blue-eyed pimp who was with her who was like, hey, dog, I let you fuck this lady. And he was like, all right, man, come on, dog, please. Your wife finds a red hair on your sweater. Uh-huh. You gotta think fast. <laughs> the, my favorite part of the whole story is Antonio made a point of uh, expressing how red her pubes were, that it wasn't just her red hair, that he also was like the pubic hair. Red. <laughs> it's like, all right, Antonio, you're a little obsessed with this alien in a way that that does sound more sexual than uh than like kidnapping. Also just wonder from an evolutionary standpoint what use aliens have for pubes. That is <laughs> great question. To me. Oh, d- in very important question here. Why <laughs> do these aliens have pubes? Was it for our own comfort? Because in theory, I think the suggestion is that these Pleiadians, these these women uh, these aliens that take women form are meant to like uh, look like something we would get horny for. And subsequently, then we can come inside of them and give them little alien babies. But like the pubes ain't the part that everybody's getting horny for. <laughs> Maybe that was his personal them. taste. Maybe they <laughs> saw his dreams. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, listen, I like a I like a fiery red bush. If there's not there... <laughs> Old Antonio just can't get in the mood. I'll just stay on the farm in that case. <laughs> oh, Antonio, you rascal. Okay, now this is the the second known case and the second sort of biggest international case of a alien abduction actually involves a black man and his white wife. I don't know if you've ever heard of Betty and Barney Hill who were an interracial couple in 1961 who basically claimed to have been abducted in New Hampshire while they were driving back from a trip to Niagara Falls. These, like, lights come over their car, they get abducted, uh, and they claim that, like, they, like you said before, time lapse, right? Like, they go blank for two hours. They get up in the spaceship. Now, Barney and Betty have somewhat different stories in this experience. Betty claims that she got in the ship and she was pretty much cracking jokes with the aliens. And like (laughs) they even like at one point offered her a book that she could take back. But then the other alien, like one of the they call them grays. They're they're often described as these tall, gray, big eyed aliens that kind of set the standard for what we now know to be the, you know, traditional aliens in media. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, these greys were like hanging out with her and like poking at her. And they even gave her a pregnancy test where they poked something in her belly and she said it hurt, but they were nice about it and all this shit. And they offered her a book, but then the big boss gray was like, nah, take the fucking book back. She can't have the book. <laughs> and then they sent her a longer way. Whereas uh, Barney is much more like, I don't know, dog. They were just kind of like cold with me and like very... <laughs> Very off-putting and not necessarily as, like, warm and cuddly as my wife describes it. But they both basically claim to have seen the same thing. Wake up 35 miles down the road back at their farm uh, with these memories that they then have to unpack in therapy and hypnotherapy years later. Your thoughts? Um, I mean, as soon as you said they're, like, driving and then lights went off, I was like, did they get taken by the police? And- <laughs> Then the police were nicer to her than they were to him. It doesn't feel wrong. <laughs> it it listen, the the part where she was like, Yeah, they were real cool to me. And he was like, I don't know. I didn't really like their vibe. <laughs> Felt like, oh, here we go yeah. again. Fucking with niggas. We've experienced that before. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, I don't, there, there's no reason that they were so nice to Betty and not nice to Barney. I've seen pictures of them. It's not like Betty was hot. There's nothing about her <laughs> that, like, you needed to be, like, careful with other than maybe they just felt like being nice to a white lady. Well, and they, they were like, we know this one's important. <laughs> right. Nice to this one. That's I fair. also feel like the first two coming from people of color does not negate my theory mm. because white people stay appropriating shit that we did first. Mm. So <laughs> I'm now I'm liking what you're saying right here. Now you've piqued my interest in a way because this is very exciting because I do think that some of what we might be seeing, if in fact these alien abductions are real, is not that black people aren't in fact being abducted or, or brown people aren't being abducted, but that white people shifted the focus. They were like, oh, this thing that started happening much more frequently in the 50s and 60s. Now we're going to make it about our experiences. And so all, you know, it's the same way that like black people report kidnappings all the time and white media doesn't treat it with any sort of legitimacy or care. They might do the exact same thing with alien abductions. That's at some poor black person's out here like somebody, please, Maury, <laughs> anybody. <laughs> Please, this is the fifth time they got me this week. <laughs> Talk to me. Well, somebody please come help me and my family. <laughs> so one of the things that I ended up bumping into as I was going through this research was this Guardian article that sort of talked about exactly that, that like the white the black people rather and brown people who get pushed out of the alien conversation. So there's this article that basically unpacks the experience of this black Dominican dude who like moved from the Dominican Republic, moved to uh, the United States and basically was obsessed with aliens his whole life, despite coming from a super religious family where he wasn't supposed to be talking about aliens and learning about this shit. This motherfucker loved aliens. He's obsessed. But he moves to America and ends up finding out about this organization. And I want to get the organization's name right. It's called the Mutual UFO Network. MUFON is what they go by, right? And so he decides to join MUFON, which is basically this nonprofit for citizens to form community around alien activity and encounters. And despite being this super advocate for aliens and alien experiences. He loves them to death. He joins this organization and immediately all this news starts coming out about racist shit and sort of like discriminatory shit that MUFON is doing against people of color and non, you know, minority communities. So this MUFON, these are people who they're, they like aliens. They're interested in the idea of aliens. Exactly. Do you know how racist you have to be to be like aliens? Yes. Would like to hang out with them. Interested in them. Black people? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> aliens? I fuck with y'all. I'm excited to find out as much as I can about you. You obviously are real things that I'm committed to learn about. Black people? Not a fan. Don't care for them. <laughs> just leave. Just makes my skin crawl. Not for me. Just stay out of my space. You know what I mean? <laughs> So, aliens come on down black people don't cross the street aliens get in my butt black people stay <laughs> off my lawn this is all <laughs> i'm saying <laughs> so one of the things that that mufon uh got in trouble for was in 2018 so this dude this black dominican dude he joins the organization around 20 
16, I believe. In 2018, Newsweek reports on this wave of resignations across MUFON after John Venter, Ventre, I, I don't know how to say his name, but the state director for the organization's uh, Pennsylvania chapter, which is one of the largest chapters in the country, posted on his personal Facebook that white men in America were being attacked by illegal affirmative action and interracial couples in every show and commercial. That basically he felt like this was an attack on white men. And he goes on later to apologize when everybody starts tripping about it. But he says, I don't hate anybody. I apologize for what I said. But I'm feeling like because I'm a 60-year-old white man, I'm getting totally unfairly attacked. I just can't wait. So did they kick him out basically though? Yeah. They pushed him out of the That's organization. Cool. They were like, Hey dog, this can't be reflective of, of what MUFON <laughs> believes. Yeah, Our <laughs> reputation is now on the line. Hey man, you're really making us look bad as people who <laughs> stare at the sky all night. You, we're not loving what you're putting out there. I love that. I just can't. I mean, it makes perfect sense for someone who is racist to be like, I couldn't possibly get to know my neighbor. Mm -hmm. That interracial couple on that commercial is so foreign to me that I couldn't possibly try to figure out what their deal is. But aliens from the sky, yeah. I would like to devote my life. Right. That, that was the part that really bumped me was like, I'm cool with you having issues. I'm not cool with it, but I'm, I can make peace with you having issues with affirmative action. Politically, maybe you can find some sort of illogical evil argument and whatever that is. But uh, for you to be like all these interracial couples, meanwhile, you run an organization where people are regularly coming in and saying they were probed in order to make interspecies mixes of babies is fucking nuts. Like, that doesn't bug you. You should be campaigning against that. Aliens are, are impregnating your women. And you're still <laughs> like, I don't know, all these fucking niggers and their black little mixed babies. It's it, just not for me. Well, and also, like, so you have, as a racist white person, you have to lack curiosity, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Because if you were curious and you actually talked to any people of color, you would see that, like, some of them are dope. Some of them suck, just like yeah. every other group of people. <laughs> right. You have to have enough curiosity to find that out for yourself instead of just believing the images that you get from whatever media you're consuming. But every piece of media you are consuming is telling you that aliens are not real and you are capable of looking past all of that. Right. You... But you see one report on Fox News about <laughs> affirmative action. And you're like, eh, makes sense. Nah. We'll look into it any further. Yeah, it, it truly does speak to not only the way that white people choose to limit their imaginations when it comes to our humanity, but I think it also speaks, and this flips it, right? It speaks to the way that white people have intentionally limited black people's imaginations and people of color's imaginations. That like, you won't allow us to even enter into these spaces and just dream of stars and space and spacecrafts because you keep interrupting it with being like, I don't want y'all getting into schools that you ain't supposed to be getting into. <laughs> it's like, bro, I came here to talk about aliens. I didn't even want to think about this shit. But you, the chapter leader, are like it, interrupting it with your own garbage. 
And honestly, like when you put it that way, how nice would it be as a black person to take a break and be like, let's just talk about space? Yeah, I would love to just be in an alien group and not not based on race or community. I don't even need it to be a black alien group. I truly would love to just sit around with a bunch of weirdos and talk about what happened to our butts and <laughs> and unpack that. And maybe we find out we have daddy problems or maybe there truly are aliens out there. And that's a beautiful growth either way for that community to imagine and to uh, decompress from whatever's in our shit. I really love the idea that for you working out your daddy issues or discovering that aliens are real would both be incredible. Growth. Hey, listen, <laughs> hey, we, we'd have healing either way. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one I need, but I know for sure healing needs to happen. So hell yeah, let's do that. I love it. Either way, it's a new uh, vision of authority. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's here's something that I think you might find even more fascinating is that I I read uh, a piece of this essay called "Of Alien Abductions, Pocket Universes, Universes, and Slave Narratives," which basically suggests uh, that a that as a method of surviving the evil associations made by white people like Thomas Jefferson in equating black bodies to living machines, uh, a type of imaginative subversion was born that like black people started to use their imagination when they were made into machines by their white slave owners, right? That like, if somebody comes by and goes, you're a human machine, you then as a method of survival go, well, if I'm a machine, what are my parts? Like where, what tinkering around in there? There must be a corkscrew and a blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that there's something really interesting in, in, uh, in not only the, the accidental limitation of our imaginations, but maybe an intentional limiting of our imaginations to keep us beyond our, from moving beyond our circumstances. That in that way that they're recognizing that this is a survival method to be like, oh, if I'm a machine, then I can be an android. They're going like, well, if they start to truly believe in aliens, they'll start to know that they aren't the worst person on this planet. That like or that the rankings that we've created are, in fact, bullshit in the first place. Yeah. If, and also, like, if there's somewhere else to go. Like, I think part of that limiting is like, you're going to stay here on this plantation doing this work. You are never going to leave here. This is the only thing that life could be. So don't even dream about anything other than this happening. Mm -hmm. And if someone in that situation thinks that aliens are real, that means there's not only just so much more state and country, there's more universe Yes. That you could go to where circumstances might be different. Exactly. I think at I think at its core, uh, the advantages of whiteness, right, have to be lost if we in fact find out there is a superior being living out in the universe. If you can make it to Earth, you're better than white people. White people can't. We've barely left Earth. So, like, <laughs> if white people are, in fact, the best the, that Earth can offer, which I don't believe, but they do. If you are, in fact, the best that Earth can offer and then there's a species that can make it here, then you aren't the best in the universe, which means that we don't need to keep being submissive to whatever your your biological whatever cooking is 
that that made you so much better than us. We should be serving those aliens, if nothing else. Well, or like maybe the aliens would just be like, oh, these ones are cool. We're taking these. And then we would just like go hang out. Right. Like, I really think a lot of the like over narrativizing of like black people being worse is because the second they met black people, they were like, oh, my God, yeah. they are gorgeous and strong. <laughs> like, quick. Wait. Tell them they're bad. Slow what down. Are we gonna do? This motherfucker's making jazz. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know how to do that. Go on. <laughs> Make it stop. <laughs> I love that. I do think, and it, it got me thinking about even like traditions that aren't alien in this space, that at the end of the day, if like part of it is, this is why they keep Jesus and Santa white, right? It's it's a maintenance of the status quo. We it, it satiates whatever that need is to keep them elevated above us in their own minds is by having a white savior and a white man who can travel across the world and give out gifts instead of it being, you know, a nigga with a bag and, and doing his job. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Do you remember? Um, I think it was the last winter Olympics. There was a black woman who for like some technical reason, she couldn't compete in the sport that she normally competes in. Mm -hmm. So she did speed skating instead. And in the course of a few months, she learned how to speed skate. She had never done it before. Yeah. Went to the Olympics and meddled. And because, and because that's the kind of shit that we do, I think you have to say, this game is not for you. Mm -hmm. Because we know if you ever play it, you're, you might win. Yeah. So these games are not for you. These are winter sports. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that space, that's not for you. Yeah, and to that point, and I, I, I think this is important for our white listeners to hear because I don't want to get caught in some trap where they go like, they're suggesting black people would be better at this, at every single sport. Like, I don't give a fuck about having that conversation. But what I will say is that we could thrive in every space that you can thrive in if we were given a fair shot to thrive in those spaces. And unfortunately, you've created a system where I don't get to learn to play polo to find out if I'm, in fact, the greatest polo player of all fucking time. Yeah. What if I was meant to be a huge TikTok star? Don't. I just never had the opportunity. <laughs> just give me the shot. And then, you know, if I suck at it, which I probably will, I've got stubby little arms. These motherfuckers ain't good for polo. I have to imagine. But let me try. Let me figure that shit out. Well, the thing that's so crazy, too, is we're like, what, 12% of the population in the U.S.? 13. So Don't cut us short. 13. We're 13. <laughs> All things being equal, yeah. every profession would have 13% Black people, right? Mm -hmm. So you would, that's not the most. That's actually 13 not is that still much. a pretty small percentage. <laughs> that's what you're afraid of. You're afraid of 13% of CEOs being right. Black people. <laughs> that means that at every like uh, office birthday party, there's one dude named Tyreek. And, <laughs> and that's all we're asking for. And y'all are so uncomfortable with the premise of Tyreek being there that you, in fact, that's just create systems for. where you don't allow anyone to be in that space. And that's fucking crazy. All right. We're going to take one more break. We'll be back with more Ashley Nicole Black and more My Mama Told Me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. And we are back. Yeah, we're back here with more Ashley Nicole Black, more My Mama Told Me. We're still talking about aliens and the possibility that the alien abductions are, in fact, just a way of limiting the scope of black people and our potential. That this is all sinister and the white devil cooked it all up. <laughs> all right. I think you can take literally anything and come back to that conclusion. And you that's know what? That's my next conspiracy theory. You know what? If you listen to this podcast, that's pretty much what I do. <laughs> I think anybody who subscribes to this would totally agree that that's kind of the whole game. It's just me figuring out ways to call people the white devil at the end of the thing in a silly way that sometimes has meaningful bullshit underneath it. But frankly, it's just an excuse for me to get some shit off my chest. That's called being a cultural commentator. Oh, and and Papa's hitting a home run on that one. All right, I want to play a game with you. Uh, this is a very dumb game that I'm I've decided to call Alien or Ant Farm. This is a fun game <laughs> where I am going to introduce to you a number of celebrity alien en- encounters, times where celebrities have claimed to have seen aliens or experienced some version of an alien encounter, and I would love for you 
Ashley, to tell me whether or not you believe their story, and if not, what you think actually happened in their experiences. I highly anticipate Kirstie Alley's name coming up. Mm, <laughs> I've never had people guess before. This is exciting. <laughs> okay, let's jump into it. This is an exciting uh, first swing. We have Miley Cyrus. Oh. Miley Cyrus, who uh, claimed in in a magazine in October 2020, very recently, that uh, she says that uh, she had an alien encounter where she did see one flying, her and her friend, and she uh, was driving and basically trying to outrun it. The alien was sitting in front of the flying object, and it looked at me, she says, and we made eye contact. I think... She saw a drone, maybe like a small child playing with a drone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's fair that this was just a a small drone that Miley Cyrus turned into an alien encounter. You don't believe that she, in fact, did see an alien. No. That's fair. She also did later say that she was high as shit at the time <laughs> that yes. this encounter took place. Uh, there is uh, Post Malone. Post Malone says, uh, and he talked about this on the Joe Rogan podcast, pretty much the same podcast that I'm running, I think. Uh, (laughs) I think there's a pretty clear one for one on the old Joe Rogan podcast in this one. But he said on the Joe Rogan podcast that he's actually been uh, he's encountered UFOs in New York, Utah and California over the years. And he's like, how did no one else see this? This is in reference to the, the, but I was there with like four other fucking people and they saw it too. That like, these are, this is one of his encounters. How, how are you feeling about Post Malone seeing aliens? I once was driving my mom's car and she has Sirius. And I guess Sirius has a whole Post Malone channel that just plays mm-hmm. post malone all day sure <laughs> i did not know this so i'm driving i was like oh this is a good song oh this song has been going on for three hours and i was just like <laughs> vibing to it and i'm like if i can vibe that much listening to post malone i can yeah. only imagine how much he vibes making this music yeah. and so if anybody has hung out with aliens it is post malone <laughs> wow so okay so you're believing the post malone possibility of it all i just feel like he's on another frequency that's fair. The man has uh he's made some very bold choices with his face and body <laughs> that uh I think he has stay away tattooed over his eyebrow. He's Maybe not... for this reason. Yeah. So when he looks up at the <laughs> UFO, they can read his wishes. <laughs> I would love that if the aliens uh that's the one way you keep the aliens from fucking with you is writing out your your one wish on your fucking eyebrows. Like, like stay away. They're like, not fuck. great at consent, but if yeah. you are really explicit. <laughs> if you get it in writing, they got to take it. <laughs> and apparently you got to write it on your face, said Spose Malone. Okay, here's another fun one. Uh, January Jones claims to have uh, seen an alien. She says... Uh, she it happened when she was in her 20s. She said it could have been a shooting star that ju- she just couldn't figure it out. She's not 100 percent sure, but suspects that it was it was an alien in- encounter of sorts. I appreciate the imagination of anyone who's like it could have been a shooting star, yep. which means it also could have been an airplane, a helicopter <laughs> or anything. But I'm going to go straight to alien. fair enough. January Jones had the liberty, and I do think it's a liberty to be like, 
it could have been a shooting star, uh, a thing that we all experience all the time and see, <laughs> or it could have been an alien encounter. And I live in a whimsical world that allows yeah, that me to believe either one. that magic to her life. Mm-hmm. Good for you, January Jones. Uh, then there's Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell claims that he was flying. He says, I was flying and there were these banks of light in the shape of a triangle right near the airport. He said, years later, I come home and Goldie, Goldie Hawn, is watching this show on UFOs. And the most reported one of all time was in one was one in Phoenix. I start to see this show and say, wait a minute. That's the night I was landing in Phoenix. Um, I feel like the triangle shape is a very common flying saucer like people say that they think they saw a ufo and it's also the shape that our military aircraft is in and i just don't understand why people don't think oh i saw a military aircraft by the airport (laughs) where they would be right it's like oh it was by the place where planes go maybe it just was that was a plane but i also am really interested in this thing that he did that i have done that a lot of people do where you, there's no way he could remember. So he remembers seeing lights in the sky. I'm sure that happened. Yep. And then he sees a TV show that says something happened in Phoenix. There's no way you could remember that you were specifically in Phoenix on that day, but your brain just puts those two things together because it wants to. And I just think that's such an interesting thing. And I like never trust myself when I do, especially because I'm sure you're in the same situation when you travel so much for work you're like what city was i in when that happened was that was this person there or that person Mm -hmm. there and i'm like am i making up a story where we were hanging out in new york and this thing happened or like did that thing happen but in chicago and you weren't there and now that we're talking about it i'm putting these two memories yeah to that point i think that's that in in a slightly less endearing way that's what happened with brian williams right is like yes brian williams wasn't in a fucking helicopter that got shot down in in Iraq or shot at to the point of almost getting shot down in Iraq but he was in fact like in Iraq and was in a helicopter and maybe even saw firing going on in a way that made him cre- create this story in his head that it all felt real and visceral that's that's the the kind way of interpreting what might have happened it also could have just been a man trying to take advantage of you know his fame in media but i do think that a part of it was just like it felt real in his head so he told the fucking story and i feel like as a woman like i will see someone who i've known for 10 years and go to say hello and my brain will stop and be like is her name really kelly even though Mm. like i've worked with kelly every day of 10 years but i am so taught to question myself that I question every piece of information my brain gives me. Yeah. So I cannot fathom being the kind of person who sees that thing on TV and is like, yes, I was there. I remember it. Yeah, I yeah, trust yeah. my brain and it happened to me. Listen, that's how I feel about my wife every day. What is your name, lady? <laughs> you who say are first. you? <laughs> Reintroduce yourself. I don't know you. Right. Or you do the thing where you're like, have you guys met? This is my wife. Uh, this is my mom. You guys introduced. <laughs> but it's just us alone in the house. And like, have you met her? Huh? Nice lady. Uh, you you are. <laughs> we'll do two more. There are two two more fun ones, I think, worth unpacking. There's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers of uh, football fame. I don't know if you're, you're a football f- fan at all. He's the 
the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Okay. He's big, handsome, talented man, arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Uh, uh, he said that it looks like a commercial jet. In reference, he was 20 years old, referring to his alien encounter. He said it looks like a commercial jet fl- kind of flying, or maybe it's a military jet. And they're trying to figure out what's coming through the clouds. And you see like a fiery movement of clouds, I guess, coming through the sky. He then goes on to say, then the plane eventually runs into the spaceship, which is coming into orbit. It was like a large orange left to right moving object. I think he saw a beautiful sunset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm happy for him. <laughs> so literally up to this point, you are only buying uh uh post malone story <laughs> of all the people i've introduced you're like the only one i'm here for is post malone he's the most credible celebrity <laughs> wow that's you're making wild choices ashley and <laughs> i'm i'm not going to say good or bad that's not my place but i will say wild wild choices <laughs> my favorite my personal favorite that i'm going to uh throw your way is that uh is that jaden smith yeah. Who is not white, but uh, but is a big advocate that uh, UFOs and aliens exist. He said he talked to President Obama about extraterrestrials, oh and God. and Obama said he could neither confirm nor deny the existence of aliens, which means in Smith's mind they're real. He said that people think we're the only people in that live in this universe. Then something is wrong with them. I would pay. Any amount of money to mm-hmm. watch that conversation. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> to watch Barack Obama be like, Jaden. <laughs> <laughs> like, just the, the wheels starting in his mind of like, okay, how do I deal with this? <laughs> All right, man. How am I going to tell Will Smith's sh- son to shut the fuck up <laughs> and move down the line? Because the you know they lied. Yeah, you yeah. have a meeting with him. <laughs> Jaden's making it seem like they had a sit down, like a big, long conversation. You met him one time in a fucking greeting, like you said, just moving down the line. And Jaden made a point of gripping his hand and being like, what's up on them extraterrestrials? <laughs> and Barack's like, oh, fuck. Michelle, he's asking me about. I can't yeah, confirm buddy. or deny them, Jaden. Thank you for your service in pursuit of happiness. I don't know what you do. I do think um, a very funny presidential thing to me is they love, like, George Bush did it. um, Joe Biden has done it. The wink of, like, I don't know. Are aliens real? I think that's, like, a fun president bit that they like to do. And the only cool thing Donald Trump has ever done in his entire life is when it was his time to, like, do that fun thing. Yeah, aliens are real. (laughs) And it, like, didn't even get that much news coverage because he says so many crazy things and i was like that's the first cool thing he's done well he's also <laughs> like not a motherfucker that knows how to wink you know what i mean <laughs> like the wink is meant to be like oh, we're playing a cute game we know how to be coy he's a rapist so he don't know how to be coy he just goes for it the way that like you know we're taught not to do yeah so when they go are aliens real he goes yes yes <laughs> will that let me stay in this house yes they're real Am I in charge again? And it's like, shut the fuck up, Donnie. We know they're real. I don't know if you saw that recent report about the Israeli uh, intelligence person who basically came forward and said that there's an entire galactic federation that exists that has basically left 
the United States, it, it made the United States and Israel for some reason aware of its existence, but left earth out of its conversation because humans are not ready to, uh, to deal in alien talk quite yet. I don't know what, if you're not from the United States or Israel, I don't know why they would be at the center of this discourse. <laughs> Like, I don't know what's so much more special about those two countries than Kenya and Japan. That's the thing. If if I had to really go down the list, if I'm an alien and really think about who was going to be able to handle the information the best and truly get to the core of what we need, I'm going to Japan. These motherfuckers have already been tinkering around in, in alien shit. I'm not fucking going to the United States. You guys yell at each other in, our in roads because of are your falling color. apart. Yeah. <laughs> like, these motherfuckers can't even get from point A to point B. No, no fucking way am I starting it. They have high speed trains. We we don't even we overcharge for Amtrak. We're not doing <laughs> the same shit. You know what I mean? You know how quickly South Korea handled the coronavirus? They nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> They know how to handle shit. New Zealand. I'm going to New Zealand where they literally have announced the coronavirus no longer exists on their entire country. It's like, yeah, I'm going there. <laughs> well, Ashley, this was this was a delight. I had a great time. Uh, Me too. Could I'm you... glad that we're getting the word out. Yeah, we're getting the word <laughs> out. I don't know what word we're getting out, but we're getting a word out on this whole alien thing. Uh, could you tell the people at home what you have going on, where they can find you on the Internet, all that stuff? Yeah, uh, working on the next season of Black Lady Sketch Show now. Hey. And people can find me on Twitter. I'm Ashley in one C-O-L-E. I was a late adopter. I did not get a good username. I mm. apologize. <laughs> um, I'm not. If you see N2, N3, any of the other numbers, those are scams. I'm in one C-O-L-E. Well, congratulations on being uh, on being scammed. You got the if you got copy accounts, you're doing great. Oh, yeah. Famous, famous. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Well, yeah. Follow her. Go watch a black lady sketch show. And as always, you can follow me at Langston Kerman. And you uh, please, if you have drops, if you have theories, if you have bullshit that you would like to send us, you can send it to my pod at gmail dot com. And I would love to hear from you. And that's all I got to say. So leave me alone. Goodbye. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. 
From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.